We've got Linda Bell, who's the president of the Florida Right to Life on the line. Good morning, Linda. Good morning. How are you this morning? Very well, thank you. How are you? We're doing great. We're here in Wall, South Dakota. It's sunny. It's a beautiful morning. We've got coffee and donuts. It doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> Excellent. So as we uh, begin, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? You're the president of Florida Right to Life. Uh, how did you get into that? Oh, my goodness. Well, I've been involved in the Right to Life movement since 1989. So we're right at 30 years now. And actually, it was when I um, became a Christian because uh, I was not for most of my life, became a Christian in my 20s and began to have my eyes open to become aware of what abortion truly is and not what I had been sold most of my life. At that time, I was in my 20s, so I thought abortion was a right. I thought it was pro-female, you know, pro-woman. And so I began to have my eyes opened. And once I had my eyes opened, there was no turning back. No yeah. turning back. So it was, that was it from then on. And then I became, I went from becoming aware to becoming an absolute activist, if you will, and someone who was very involved on protecting innocent life. Yeah. Well, this morning we're going to talk about one of the challenging aspects of protecting life, right? And that's protecting life through legislation. Can you speak to this on, on a general level, just the challenges that exist in trying to pass legislation to protect life? Well, what, what you're seeing, because you have many levels, you have the state level, and it's always mind-boggling to those of us who are on the side of life when you have a pro-life Republican majority in, let's say, the Senate and the House, yet you can't get pro-life legislation passed. And so what are we doing with our majority? And what I'm seeing now in the Senate and in the House is that we have a pro- and let's jump to a national level. You have a pro-life Senate majority under Mitch McConnell, and you have a radical pro-abortion Congress under Nancy Pelosi. And so getting anything through the Congress at this point is impossible. I mean, you have the most radical of radical in the Congress right now. So the mask has been removed, the cloak has been removed, and now they're not even pretending that they want abortion safe, legal, and rare, as the mantra used to be. Now they're saying they want abortion everywhere, and they want you to pay for it. They want it through all 10 months of pregnancy, for any reason at all, and even when children are born alive, as a result of an abortion, they do not want to protect these babies. They do not want to protect these children. And as the numbers are coming out and we're finding how many babies are actually born alive and left to die, the numbers are staggering. Even with the minimal states reporting those numbers, it's staggering. So the, the left has thought we can't even get we can't even get it to the floor where Pelosi rejects it. It's been brought over ninety times the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Act, and they reject it. So it is so mind-boggling that that anybody today who calls themselves a Christian or who calls themselves pro-life can vote for anybody who is a pro-abortion Democrat because everyone in that House right now is a pro-abortion Democrat. Yeah. You, know, you, you speak about this and you call it radical insanity, and I think that's a great way to put it. And it seems like, like you said, it's, it's an impossible situation, right? Uh, but there's yeah. got to be hope here somewhere, right? There's always hope. There's always hope. And there's the hope that those of us on the, on the front line of this 
so-called movement because it's not a movement anymore, it's a lifestyle. So those of us who are out in the forefront, who are fighting for life, who, who have jobs outside of what we do for life, and what we do for life, many of us, we're volunteers. We just do this because it's a calling. We feel it's important to protect and defend innocent life, certainly from conception until a natural death. So we're not just seeing this on the abortion side. You know, we talked back in the 70s about the slippery slope. And now we're talking about ending the lives of people who are sick through euthanasia. Oh, just now it's very overt. It's, they're not even trying to pretend. And we're, we're seeing legislation all the time. And now we're just as concerned about the end of life as we are about the beginning of life. So it is, it is just a slippery slope. And quite frankly, there's a word that we don't use often, and the word is called evil. Mm. And it is evil yeah. to destroy these beautiful children in the womb, and it's evil to destroy the elderly, the sick, and the infirmed at the end of the life as, at the end of life as well. So there are there are many of us that will not we will not give up the fight. And I think there is good news. And so there yeah. is something politically called the pro life increment when we're talking about the vote. People that vote pro life or people that are convinced that this is the premier item or issue when they vote on, far outnumber those who are pro-abortion and don't really care that much about the issue. So it is much more politically advantageous for you to be pro-life and get elected than to be pro-abortion and get elected. And so this is very important because the media will certainly try to tell you otherwise. And we certainly understand what we're going through with the media today. They are yep. painting. A, they are painting a picture that is certainly not rooted in reality. I think it's interesting how there's a lot of demonization of those who have a quote unquote they're one issue voters. Uh, those and those of us who are pro life are called one issue voters. But I think there's plenty of one issue voters on other topics that are not quite quite as important. And so, of course, um, <laughs> of course. But by the way, we're not one issue. Well, there, there's a term for that, and you're right. It's called single issue voting. Yep. What I call it is primary issue voting. It there you is go. the primary issue for me. So, and yep. here's what I have found. Almost, almost overwhelmingly, when you're right on life, you tend to be right on everything else I care about. But if you're right on life and you're wrong on a couple other things, I can overlook that because you're right on life. And we had a, we had a congresswoman like that when I used to live in South Florida and Miami. We had a congresswoman who was not so great on some other issues, but she was 100% pro-life and never backed down. And for that, we were 100% committed to her. Yeah. So, Linda, we just have a couple minutes remaining here. Now, you're going to be speaking much more on this topic at the upcoming North Dakota Right to Life banquets in Bismarck, Dickinson, and Williston, North Dakota in September. What do you want people listening to know about uh about your visit to that and why it's important to talk about this particular topic at these banquets? Oh, it is so important because it's important to keep this information in the forefront. It's important that the people who are concerned about lives know that they have people there that are fighting on the front lines, that they have people that care intimately about this issue and that we're not going away and we're going to continue fighting. And very often, some 
people just aren't aware of everything that's happening when it comes to this radical nature of abortion that we're seeing today. And when you begin to inform them of what's happening, they become excited, if you will, about what can they do to change this? What can they do? And so the more people that I can help to motivate or help to motivate, they become involved in the life issue. And that can be with a fund, giving money. That can be calling their legislators. That can be writing letters to the editor. Whatever that means for that particular person, it is so important that they become engaged. And I hope to impart that upon everybody that I speak to, engagement. That is so important. Yeah, again, these Right to Life banquets are coming up in Bismarck, Sunday, September 22nd, Dickinson, Monday, September 23rd, and in Williston on Tuesday, September 24th. To register and learn more, you can visit NDRL, that's North Dakota Right to Life, NDRL.org. Linda, thanks so much for being on with us this morning. My pleasure. You guys be blessed. You too. You as well.